0: Welcome to the Calgary Real Estate Investing Podcast, all about real estate investing in the Calgary market. Today's show is sponsored by Mikasa Home Inspections, Calgary's top-rated home inspection company. Mikasa understands that the highest quality of service is essential, so make sure to call Mikasa before your next real estate deal. And now your host, Corey Peckford.
1: Hi, thanks for listening to the Calgary Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peckford. Today, I had a great conversation with Jesse Bobrowski. He's the Vice President of Business Development at Calvert Mortgages. We dive into Calvert's lending options for real estate investors, how Calvert experienced Team works with you to evaluate and underwrite deals. This gives you the best opportunity to be successful when you're flipping houses. Lots of great information shared. You'll definitely enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to the Calgary Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today I have the honor of speaking with Jesse Bobrowski. So, welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having me, and thanks to uh, all your listeners for joining us today. Hopefully, we can give them some knowledge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be an awesome show. Can we start off just maybe, Jesse? Just tell me some stuff about yourself.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm a Calgarian. Well, I've been a Calgarian for the last 17 years. Moved here in 2007, and father of two amazing children, husband of one amazing wife. I have been in the real estate investment industry as a alternative mortgage lender, essentially my whole career. And for the last seven years with this amazing company, Calvert Home Mortgage, where we're really focused on residential short-term lending. And through that, we're primarily supporting real estate investors who Buy, renovate, and sell, or buy, renovate, and refinance.
1: Awesome. And you guys have been around for quite a long time, right? This isn't a new company.
0: Yeah. I have two partners, Dean and Dale Keller, who are the sons of our founder, Everett Keller. Everett is still the chairman of our board. And he founded Calvert Home Mortgage Investment Corporation as a mortgage investment corporation in
1: 1981.
0: So we're into our 41st year.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So you guys do serve other people too. So you got real estate investors homeowners and you also serve mortgage brokers, right? Or is it primarily focused on investors?
0: No. uh, So I guess the primary focus is serving borrowers on short-term real estate mortgage loans. And through that, 60 some odd percent of our referrals are through mortgage brokers. So we go out there to the mortgage broker space and educate them on the type of solution that we offer And then when they're working with their clients, they say, oh, you know, you don't need a traditional bank loan. You need a bridge loan. Go talk to Calvert. You need a debt consolidation loan. Go talk to Calvert. Oh, you're a real estate investor that's looking to flip or buy, renovate, refinance a house. Definitely go talk to Calvert. So we serve borrowers through lending on mortgages and they come to us either directly or through brokers. We also serve shareholders. So essentially we're a private fund, which is made up of, Individual investors, individual high net worth investors from really throughout Alberta. We have some people from BC, Saskatchewan, and Ontario who who provide us the capital that we lend out into
1: mortgages. Oh, that's awesome. So, for an investor that's looking at doing a flip and flip financing, what does that look like for someone considering? If you could kind of give us a high level, and then we'll dig into it more. But for someone looking for that financing sure, for sure. flip, so from a very high
0: level, what it looks like is. The investor goes out and the hardest part and the most important part of the whole thing is identifying a property that they're going to be able to purchase at a price low enough that once they're done their renovations, it's going to be profitable. And that is absolutely the key to success and the trickiest part of this all. So usually those investors are looking for off-market deals. Sometimes you find a deal on MLS, which doesn't show well at all. And really the market's not interested in and Maybe they can get a good deal there. So first, they're looking to secure that property. Then they have to make sure either themselves or they've built a team around them that can execute on the plan. So what are you going to do for renovations? How are you even ascertaining what to do for renovations? Who's going to execute those? Do you have the capital to execute those and the expertise to either execute or manage the execution of those? So then they'll do that. And then they'll bring it to market at a price sufficient to sell it and make Some money for themselves. So from a very high level, that's what they're looking to do. Or doing the same thing, yet rather than bringing it to market, they're going to rent it and go to a bank and refinance it. There's a ton of nuances within there in order to be successful. But in terms of how we look at that and how we offer a really unique product is we allow real estate investors in Alberta to buy with as little as $10,000 down. So they can find you know, a house in let's use Bonavista as an example, two story that hasn't been touched in a long time for let's say six fifty, put a hundred and fifty into it and sell it for a million bucks and make, you know, after all is said and done, a hundred or so thousand, which is an ideal case scenario. And we can lend to them that six fifty, we can lend six forty to them. So that's only ten thousand dollars down and typically that capital is the biggest barrier to entry for a lot of real estate investors, or it's their biggest barrier to do scale. Like a lot of these investors, like I say, the hardest thing is finding a property. And what happens when they have a current property on the go and they find another one and they can't execute because they don't have the capital. So we remove that barrier by allowing them to get in with little down payment. Now they have to have the capital to do the renovations. They have to have the expertise to do the renovations. And most importantly, it has to be profitable. And we run that analysis alongside them, the profitability. So we'll look at what is the purchase price? What is the costs to complete? How long is it gonna take them to complete? What is the estimated value upon completion? And then we'll back out all that and we'll say, here's where your profit margin is. And if there is real profit margin, then we're gonna wanna support them. So that's a really unique feature that we offer. We don't look at what banks typically look at, which is that long term debt servicing. We just look at do you have the money to execute based on your plan? And that doesn't even have to be cash in the bank, it can be a line of credit, credit cards. We oftentimes allow people to borrow against their other properties to pull equity out and free up that capital for them. So we're really good at finding solutions for our borrowers. And one big solution is limiting that barrier to entry. On a capital side,
1: yeah, that's amazing. Only ten thousand down. You actually answered a question. I was wondering about renovation costs. So your flipper is going to have to at least have the capital to cover that as part of their plan. But all they need is ten thousand down on the deal in Alberta. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Right, and we do lend in Ontario as well,
0: and there it's twenty thousand dollars down.
1: Twenty thousand. I see. Why the difference there? Why is it higher there? Uh, Really,
0: we've only been lending in Ontario for just over two years now, and. Because we don't understand the market as well, we wanted a little bit more skin in. Although now learning the market and knowing that, you know, average property values, not even in Toronto, like in like London, Ontario are 30% more than Calgary. So it's nice to, to adjust in terms of the percentage down by increasing that by 10 grand. But yeah, that's what we do. We also, you know, in terms of the value add that we provide to our borrowers is provide a lot of education, like what we're doing here today, we love because hopefully we're educating a few people on how to be successful. We also act with extreme speed. So, going back to the problem of finding the right house to flip, when you find it, usually you can get the best price by acting quick. So, you know, these people who need to sell their house, who have a lot of deferred maintenance, or maybe it's a hoarder situation. And and you as the buyer can provide a solution by getting them out of that house quickly. So we often are lending like from the time we get an application to our loan within five business days. And we've built our business to lend within 24 hours. So in Alberta here, we'll allow you to use your lawyer and we'll work with that lawyer as well. But really a key to our secret sauce is we do our own appraisals. So we do our own in-house valuations and we are not reliant on a third-party evaluator. We love that because it provides an awesome customer experience. We can turn files around right away. It also reduces our risk by having that appraisal expertise in-house and knowing what the market's doing really intimately. We're able to be, we think, more accurate on valuations than even appraisers are. And that's especially considering the amount of valuations we're doing. Like our fund is doing 40 valuations a week and not many valuation houses are doing that much volume. So we have really good data, really good intel in-house
1: that we're relying on. Do they have to have access to the property to do the appraisal, or can they do it without access? No, we do it without access. As long as they have really great pictures, then we just
0: look at those pictures, and then we go on, we have MLS access. So we're just comparing it just like an appraiser is, direct comparison approach to value, looking at you know, the neighborhood trying to find some really good comparable houses that have sold in the last three months, and just adjusting on that based off of that after repaired lens, and not many appraisers are good at considering, here's your budget. Now tell me what it's worth when it's done. So we have that expertise, we've been really focusing on this product for over 20 years. So a lot of projects that we've looked at, We've seen a ton of success. We know what a bad business plan looks like, and we can share that knowledge with our borrowers.
1: So that's good to know. So if you're kind of in a rush to get some financing and you're looking at a house, make sure you're snapping lots of pictures as you're going through it, because your appraisers are gonna want to have a look at that, right? Yeah, and and you
0: should do that regardless for yourself, right? Like usually on these private sales, we are moving quick, right? And you yourself, you're moving through the house, You want to make sure you're documenting as much as possible. Like what I recommend is just walk through each room and take a video. So then you can go back and you won't leave any stone unturned where you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot about that bathroom that totally needs to be fully redone rather than just a facelift or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because you can get distracted by personal belongings, that kind of stuff. Maybe a dog runs in as you're going through a property and then your brain isn't picking up on some of those things, right? So a video would be great to be able to go back and look at. Correct. And then with the timeline, you said you can get financing turned around within some cases, 24 and then up to five days. Is there any external factors like lawyers that kind of maybe slow down? Like it's like, hey, lawyers not available. Does yeah. That happen? Yeah.
0: One of our biggest impediments to funding quickly is the lawyer. But there are a lot of great lawyers in Calgary, or any market for that matter, that is there in service of the client. Because we're doing so many transactions, these lawyers that we work with closely can turn them around quick. Like They know our documents. They know our trust conditions. They know how we operate and fund. So if time is of the essence, we'll always recommend, hey, here's a few lawyers that we know we can turn this around quickly. Unfortunately, there's always lawyers who are on holidays who don't have that same customer experience lens, and you're working on their time, you know, if we want to fund a deal tomorrow, we're not going to want to work with those lawyers.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And can we kind of dig into the investor pre-qualification? So how it compares to say a traditional loan, like you guys are looking at the deal, right? The project, and if it's going to make money.
0: Well, let's take a step back and look at just the qualification process as a whole. Sure. So a true pre-qual, like in order to move really quick, ideally, You're coming to us without a project. You're coming to us today and saying, hey, I'm a real estate investor. I'm out there. I'm looking for projects. And when I find one, I want to move quickly. So we'll say, great, Corey. Fill out this one-page application. We'll pull your credit. Give us your most recent income information. And with those documents, we're going to be able to pre-approve you. And depending on it, like we can say, yeah, Corey, for a guy like yourself who is an experienced tradesperson, you're an experienced home inspector, and you're experienced in project management, we think you could do three or four houses at a time. You're pre-approved for 2 million bucks, go shopping. So right there, you have that box checked. And now it becomes the hardest part, go find a deal. And then what you'll do is you'll find a deal. You'll tell us, hey, Jesse, or hey, Calvert, here's what we think that we're purchasing it at. Here's our renovation budget. Here's a snapshot of the capital that we need to execute this deal. We'll review that and we'll say yes or no, you're gonna be profitable. Well, actually, you're probably going to pre-review that because you're going to have our flip analyzer in your hands. You're going to enter the data points. You're going to say, Jesse, I think I'm going to make $57,000 on this property and turn it around in four months. Here's the numbers. And we're going to say, yeah, you're right, Corey. You are going to make $57,000 based on our analysis. Let's fund this deal. Again, you're going to show us that you have the money to do it. And we're going to already have interviewed you and know that, yeah, we trust Corey to execute on this thing. Once we have that done, let's do a deal. And what's great is once we pre-qualify you the individual we don't have to do that again for another year so we might do 10 deals throughout that year where we never look at app credit and income again we're just looking at show us the project show us the budget show us the money let's prove whether or not it's going to be successful and then fund deals
1: yeah that's amazing we've been touching on it a bit you got in post appraisers But can you explain how Calvert will also, like, you know, guys are going to work. So let's say I show up and I'm like, hey, these are the numbers. This is the house. You guys are going to evaluate it. And obviously, you guys have a higher level of understanding by looking at all these deals. And you're going to be able to give me that feedback and say, oh, no, Corey, I wouldn't do that type of renovation. Like, you're kind of overspending or something, right? Like, you guys will look at that, right?
0: Yeah, our underwriters will look at that and they'll challenge you if they're seeing something wonky. So, you know, you're flipping a house and you're spending 10 bucks a square on hardwood floors. Well, 10 bucks a square on hardwood floors could make a lot of sense for your personal res. But, you know, what we're talking about when we're flipping is building to builder's grade. So looks good, quality materials, but you don't need the best. So we're going to say, Corey, like, why haven't you looked at five bucks? We know there's five bucks a square foot flooring out there, engineered hardwood or whatever. Why aren't you looking at that? Or like, you know, Corey, your granite, The island is going to cost you 20 grand. We've seen our other flippers get that same granite for six grand. Like, that's the type of feedback we're going to give. Or, Corey, you're renovating to a standard that you'd see in Elbow Park for an Acadia property. Like, what are you seeing there? And we'll challenge you. Oh, you know, no, renovate for the neighborhood, renovate for the market, not renovate for yourself. So, we're absolutely going to be there to. Challenge you and give you our advice because our biggest concern is your profitability. We want to do business with you for the next twenty years, and if you're not successful on your first deal or your tenth deal and lose a bunch of money, then we're going to risk doing business with you for the next twenty years, which it's not our goal.
1: Yeah, to have that kind of support behind you is huge. That can make a difference between whether you're successful or not, especially when you're new and you're just you know you're going to make some of those mistakes, right?
0: Yeah, especially when you're new. And then what's cool is we love to see those flippers, you know, mature and learn from us and learn from themselves. And then, you know, after the 10th flip, it's almost like
1: it's just easy transactional stuff. For sure. Yeah. What are some key things that flippers should ensure they budget for when they're looking at a deal?
0: Well, everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like on our flip analyzer, for example, Oftentimes, the flipper will be great at their budget, right? Like, they'll be a tradesperson, and they'll be really good at their actual renovation budget. So they'll know their hardwood. They'll know their painting. They'll know their drywall costs, what it costs to renovate the bathroom. their electrical. They got all that dialed in. Line itemized, really good. But if they're not paying attention, they'll miss, I got to pay property taxes while I own this thing. So, property taxes cost. I got to pay insurance. So, in the flip analyzer, it's asking you every single question. What is your insurance cost? What is your electricity? What is your realtor cost? Like to exit the loan, you're going to have to pay a realtor. Have you thought about that? Because that could be a major cost. You got lawyer fees, of course. Our interest costs and our fees. That's all in there. So, the flip analyzer that we offer is forcing our borrowers to think through every single cost outside of the budget. And then we're trusting them to work with and develop their own budgets.
1: So where do people find this Flip Analyzer? Do you have to inquire first to get it? Or can you find it on your website? You can find it on our website. Our website is
0: chmic.ca. And you can absolutely email us. You know, my email is jesse, J-E-S-S-E at chmic.ca. And we'll share it through that. But easiest way is just grab it from our website. We have a team of underwriters that have it available (laughs) We are in the process of developing an app for it, so it'll be available through App Store eventually.
1: What's the timeline, do you think, on that? Too early
0: to tell. We're really focused on developing the plan for launch, but I don't know enough of what it takes to do it properly to get to that minimum viable product in order to get it out to the market. But we really want to get it out to the market. We think it'll provide a lot of value to our clients.
1: Nice. That's awesome. And what kind of returns are you looking for? Like when you guys are analyzing a deal, what kind of returns are you kind of thinking, okay, the flipper should be making at least this or it's not worth anybody's time here?
0: Yeah, the way that our underwriters and our company look at it is we don't want you buying a job. So, you know, you have a big amount of capital outlay, which in turn is a big amount of risk. You also are responsible for the mortgage as a whole, which is risk. So, you know, what we think about is some clients Will buy really well and they'll just need cosmetic renovations, like literally a cleanup and a paint, five grand. And they'll get to market in 15 days. And that's a low touch, right? Like they might only spend 50 total hours on that and they'll make 20 grand. That's a good return for, let's say, it's a $400,000 purchase. We're happy with that. That's a nice win for you. Some clients will look to buy for 600 grand, renovation costs 150 grand you know, putting in 300 hours and making 20 grand. That is not a good use of your time. You may as well just work for a living. (laughs) So, well, like work a day job. So for one like that, we would want to see, you know, at least 60 grand where they're making three, four, 500 bucks per hour work. So we use the lens of, are you buying a job or not? And that scale differs depending on what your scope, what the purchase is. And how much time you're going to invest? But that's the thing we always want our investors to ask themselves is is this worth my time or should I just be working my
1: day job? Yeah, that's a great way to view it for sure. Is there any difference or any advantages or disadvantages if I were to come to you as a corporation or an individual or you're just dealing with individuals? How does that work?
0: The advantage we want the borrower to think through is for them. Like, is it advantageous tax-wise? Is it advantageous liability-wise? whatever the case may be, for you to borrow through a corporation? And if the answer is yes, borrowing through a corporation makes sense for you, then we can accommodate it very easily. A couple extra steps involved in the underwriting process. We need to see you know, who the shareholders are. All the shareholders will look at their personal app credit and income information. We'll want them as personal guarantees. The corporation eventually will have to start filing taxes, and we'll look at those taxes and look at making sure that they're paying GST and any potential employee source deductions. So there's some extra due diligence work there, but it's not a huge lift. Like we're still turning around our files, same timeline, as long as you have your ducks in a row. So the advantages are for you, the borrower to understand. And if there is an advantage and you want to borrow in your corporation, we're happy to
1: accommodate that. Okay. That makes sense. So what is lending on after repair value? Can you just kind of explain that a little bit?
0: yeah, so the way that we are able to um, lend with ten grand down is we're looking at what is the property going to be worth when it's complete? And when it's complete, is there enough juice in it for the borrower to make a profit? So we're saying, yeah, we'll let you borrow with ten grand down. We expect you to put the money in, execute the renovations. And then us, the lender is looking at it through the lens of, our real security is the property when it's done. Because we've underwritten this loan, there's profit in it for the borrower, and we expect them based on our due diligence to execute. So that allows us to lend at after repaired value. And after repaired value is, we look at your budget, we imagine what it's going to be when it's done, and we compare it to properties that have been renovated to a similar standard within that neighborhood within the last 90 days. And luckily for us. Going back to our internal valuations, we have valuators who understand exactly what renos look like when they're done and being able to adjust that from their rental budget.
1: So, with the market pulling back, you know, obviously we see slow down, interest rates have gone up. Are you guys making any adjustments to that ARV, especially like if this rental is going to look like, oh, it's going to take four to five months to complete? Is there any sort of fudge number you're putting in there at this point? We're not in Calgary. Because we don't anticipate
0: the market to slide in a major way. Like, usually our clients are in and out in four to five months. So, yeah, you know, the market on a big way might slide 5%, but that 5% shouldn't create material risk. Like, there should be enough profit in it where it's not making a big difference. In Ontario, yes, we're adjusting more for that because of how much we're seeing the market move and how much we believe it can move more. Like, in Calgary, we're fortunate that. Our economy is doing as good as it's done in a long time. And because of that, we're seeing our citizens make more money. We're seeing more employment opportunities. We're seeing people move to Calgary. And also, relative to the rest of Canada, especially the large markets, we are very affordable. So for those reasons, we as a company don't believe that prices are going to slide in the near future, in a big way downward. So we're not making those adjustments. Where in Ontario, you don't have all those positive variables happening. So yeah, the market's correcting, which makes sense. Like In some markets in Ontario, we, you saw 80% increases in two and a half years. Well, for it to fall 20 30%, doesn't that just make sense? So in Alberta, we didn't see that. And we have strong economic fundamentals, so we're not making those adjustments right now. But we reserve the right to, like, something may happen tomorrow, and you know, next month, the inflation number may peak to eleven percent. The Bank of Canada says we need to act even quicker and harder, which is going to, you know, have them increasing interest rates, which will have an effect on the market. And we might say, ah, you know what, we better rethink this. So, us Calvert, as a fund, as a mortgage lender, we're always looking at the macro and microeconomic data. And adjusting our lending parameters. But right now, long story short, in Calgary, we're not making those adjustments because we don't believe we have to at the moment.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. Plus, Calgary inventory is still actually quite low. Very low. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned that four to five months is your typical flip. And you also mentioned that sometimes they're shorter. What would you consider almost like too long of a timeline to kind of get a job turned around?
0: Well, too long of a timeline is any time you're exceeding what your estimate is. So, you know, there's gonna be flips and we work with flippers that do massive jobs, like full guts on big houses, 250, 300 grand. And they budget eight months to do that. And we look at their budget and their timeline and we're like, yeah, eight months makes sense. Well, if it takes nine months, then that's too long. If it takes 10 months, that's too long. We work with clients who do those $5,000 renovations and get it to market in 15 days. If they take 30 days, it's too long. So it's all about having the focus and being able to execute. And we find when you're not focused or you don't have the ability to execute, then you're creating risk for yourself because you're borrowing expensive money from us and the market may be turning on you and going down and you're just building risk. So we look at it as what is your plan? What is your timeline? And execute to that timeline. And whenever it's greater than, it's too long.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say a person's got the perfect plan, but then some external factors come in that. Okay, it's a three month max turnaround, but maybe the windows are delayed, they're not coming or material, something. So what happens in that case where now they maybe need an extension? Can you go into that? So we have no problem. Like as long as
0: the mortgage is being paid, we work with the borrower. So our typical loan is written at six months fully open for flips. Most of them pay out before that six months. But if there's delays with supply chain or, you know, life events happen and they had to do something outside of. What they had planned, and in turn, it's taking longer. We just work with them. The problem comes when they're not making payments, and then you know we have to be more aggressive on working with them, like really holding their feet to the fire, so to speak, to get it complete because we don't want them creating risk for themselves and us, and really not paying us, and that's when things kind of spiral. But luckily for us, very rarely does that happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. We have touched on this a little bit, but for renovations that you would recommend and then also kind of renovations that maybe your underwriters or your appraisers don't like is there something that's hey this is stuff that we just have seen too many issues with
0: yeah yeah for sure so we want to see you do the biggest value add rentals like for every dollar you spend on rentals you should be making the dollar 40 on the upside and typically those are flooring painting kitchen and bathrooms so that's usually where you can get the juice. In terms of the value add, we don't want to see you, you know, going crazy on the exterior. Landscaping doesn't usually add that much value. Reconfiguration of the house. Like once you start getting into, you know, engineering and redesigning of rooms, that's tricky. Unless you know it inside and out. Like we have some flippers that know it inside and out. They can add a lot of value by going into an older bungalow and opening it up. Mm -hmm. but not many have that expertise and then they get into it and they put their design cap on and think they can do it all. But really when you're not experienced at something and you try to do it, you're adding risk. So our recommendation is stay away.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. What kind of costs? So like, let's say you had a $500,000 house that you're going to flip, you put maybe 10, 20,000 down. It's a three month, you know, kind of deal. What kind of costs to the borrower, just as a ballpark estimate kind of?
0: Well, no, it's really easy. Like Our least expensive money is 8.49%. And in order to access that, you'd have to put 25% down on the purchase. Our most expensive money is 16.49%. And that's when you only put 10 grand down. That 16.49, I don't have my calculator with me. But again, it's interest only, fully open. So if you're borrowing for four months, you're only paying a third of that 16.49%, right? Like it's just a monthly interest only payment. And when you pay us out, there's no penalty. It's fully open. So a lot of newer borrowers get caught up on that face rate, but really just look at your cost, right? Like the best borrowers, the entrepreneurs, the ones that do this at volume, just say, yeah, it's a cost of doing business. I put it in my line item on my pro forma. And this leverage allows me to do two or three projects and yeah, okay, maybe I'm paying five, six, seven thousand $7,000 more than borrowing if I put 25% down, but it's enabling me to earn 50 grand on another flip. So they look at it through that lens, like what is this payment allowing me to achieve? And it's allowing you to achieve getting into a deal with less money, which in turn could help you do volume or could help you do a deal. Like, it's funny, some of the newer flippers get hung up on the 16.49 and say, you know, I'm not comfortable paying that. Well, that's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to do business with us, but you're going to give up on making 50, 60, $70,000 because your payments are two, three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 more, you know, we're giving you a tool and just like any tool, it's how you use it.
1: For sure. You got to look at the big picture. So most people, you know, they're only going to share their success stories when they do a flip and they make money. But obviously, not every flip is going to be profitable. You must have seen flips that are you know, basically negative. They're not going to make any money. And Can you share maybe some examples when that's happened?
0: Yeah, we're in the business of risk. We underwrite to ensure as high as percentage chance likelihood the borrower is going to be successful. But when you're in the business of risk, not everything's going to work out. So we absolutely see borrowers who aren't successful. The single biggest factor of not being successful historically has been a life event happens. So something happens death of a spouse, mental health, substance abuse where they lose focus on the project and in turn don't execute and eventually run out of money and have to sell at a loss. So that's the biggest issue and again that's rare. The next biggest issue is when the market turns quickly and sharply. So for instance in Ontario right now we're going to have borrowers that bought in London Ontario at the peak of the market which was in March and the prices are down 25%. So you got to think if you had budgeted for a $100,000 profit and selling, you know, your average house in let's call it a million bucks and now it's worth 750 grand, you're going to lose money. Luckily, most people didn't buy at the peak, right? Like there was a big lead up to the peak and now there's been a big decrease, so we're not seeing too many of those stories. But there will be borrowers, and also usually our real estate investors are looking to hit singles and doubles, right? On a project like I'm talking about here, where you buy for let's say 650, you put 150 into it, you're gonna make a hundred grand. They were making 150, 200, 250, leading up, and now you know you get a strikeout or you get a pot yeah. fly, and you lose 50, a hundred grand. But a lot of them, because they're in the business of, they make their lender whole and they move on to the next one. So those are the two biggest issues where we don't see people successful, is a life event happens and they don't execute, or the market turns sharply on them, and when they bought at the peak, they're not able to exit at an amount that's sufficient to fully pass out.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer. And it totally makes sense, too. You're not going to hit it out of the park every time. Like, it's just part of life. Yep. Yep, exactly. Most of the time, you're hitting singles and doubles. Yeah. Exactly. So now I just want to kind of ask a couple of questions about burrs. We've kind of been focusing on flips, but you guys have a burr calculator. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So I shouldn't say that definitively. We are adding a burr piece onto our flip analyzer, and that hasn't been fully launched yet. We plan to have it launched this month.
1: Okay. So it's coming out um, soon.
0: It's coming out soon. And for your audience, burr is essentially a flip that you're just, renting and then refinancing. So you're flipping properties, but to yourself to build your rental portfolio. And we have a ton of clients that do that, especially the ones for our Calgary listeners that are doing kind of sweeting them where you're having an up down to generate really good rents and adding some density to that property.
1: And then they would go to a, like a traditional lender. They basically finance with you guys, get the bird on, and then refinance with a traditional loan. Is that right? Or they stay with you guys?
0: No, no, we never want our borrowers to stay with us. We're not a long-term solution. So hopefully they're working with an amazing mortgage broker. And then when it's done, that mortgage broker goes and gets them conventional financing, bank financing.
1: And then I was on your guys' webpage and you guys have a feature where it says flip of the month. Can you maybe just talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah. So back to our focus on educating people for success. Our website has a lot of amazing content. And the flip of the month is one of them. Our Instagram at Calvert Home Mortgage shares the flip of the months as well. So for your listeners, please do follow us on there. But we also share tips for flips. We also share how to value a property. We share market updates. What is the market doing? We share others that are in real estate education and events of theirs. So Our website, what our focus is, is empowering others and their financial success. And a lot of that is through education. So, by all means, go to our website, look around. Our flip of the month is basically a case study showing hey, Borrower bought this house at this much. Here was their renovation. Here was their timeline. They sold it for this. Here was their profit. So, we love sharing those success stories. But also, like we're talking about here, we're happy to share what doesn't work because the more we're educating our borrowers on that, the more they're staying away from it, ideally.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And then you got a YouTube channel as well, right? I think you're posting stuff yeah, on Yeah, we there do. Too. We
0: do. And we try to get a lot of that stuff on there, although we're not as active. Like for sure, our most active is our Instagram. Our second most is our website. And then we have a YouTube and Facebook. We do plan on getting even more active with those platforms. Because again, like if we look out two, three, 10, 20, 30 years from now, our mission is to educate as many people as possible to take action for their financial success.
1: And then for non-investors, so let's say something's happening in their financing, it's short-term, and they can't qualify for an A or B, you guys will also help with that, right? With some bridge financing?
0: Yeah. We look at a lot of that bridge where you need some short-term money. A lot of times, the true bridge financing is because you bought a house and you haven't sold a house and your debt service ratios don't work. So we'll lend to you for a short period of time while you wait to sell, or. Maybe you bought a house and you haven't even got your house ready to sell yet. We'll work with borrowers on that. Debt consolidation is where borrowers got themselves into trouble with consumer debt and usually brought down their credit score to a score that's too low to borrow from the banks. So what we'll do there is we'll come in, we'll lend on equity within their house, we'll pay out a bunch of credit, we'll create a strategy on how do you get your credit score up as soon as possible and get rid of us. So we'll do a lot of that as well. And then even short-term, like they need quick money for a business investment or whatever reason, we call that equity takeout financing. We'll do that all day where I'm going to use this money to do this and then I'll pay you out by these means. We're really looking to solve, do you need money? Do you own a house and you need it for a short period of time? We want to be your solution.
1: Yeah, for sure. You've shared like a ton of amazing information. Now I'm just going to hit you with a few rapid fire kind of a little bit more on the personal side questions as we get closer to wrapping up here. So sure. what's an app or software you either use personally or for your business that you just can't live without?
0: So and a software that we use for our business is Power BI. It's a Microsoft tool. And what I love about it is it dashboards all of the key information I want in real time. So I can understand what our portfolio is doing and where it is and what the loan to values are and what geographical regions it's in, in real time. And it helps me make really educated business decisions. So that's something me and my partners couldn't live without. And we're continuing to use it in dashboarding different components and looking at some cause and effects. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful data tool.
1: Awesome. That's great information for our listeners to know. And what's one of your favorite books?
0: One of my favorite books there's a historian he's actually pretty young, I think he's in his 40s his name is Yuval Harari and he's wrote a series of books starting with Sapiens which goes through kind of the history of mankind and how we got to where we are today and then he's written one called Homo Deus and I forget uh 21 Rules for the 21st Century but it's just really detailed thought provoking thinking through how we as mankind have evolved to where we are today and how quickly we've evolved, especially in the last hundred years and really challenging what the future holds in terms of computer science, in terms of medical tech, in terms of mankind is continuously trying to live longer, more wholesome lives and pouring so much resources into it. And really what will we look like in 500 years from now? So it's just, wild thought-provoking stuff. And it really, as a business leader and father and husband and really fan of mankind, it's really interesting stuff to think about. And I think it helps you when you're thinking that far forward, yet it's based off of where we've come. It's really neat stuff. So Yuval Harari and yeah, I think Start With Sapiens would be my recommendation.
1: You're the first to recommend. That sounds really interesting, though. I'll have to look it up. Please do. Um, It's wild. And then what kind of things, activities do you like doing outside of financing, real estate investing?
0: I love outdoor activities. I'm from small town, Thunder Bay, Ontario, in the middle of nowhere, where the only things to do when we were kids was sports, hunting, fishing. So here in Calgary, I think you know we have one of the most amazing natural playgrounds in the world. So with the family, we have a place out in Radium, which is in the Columbia Valley, and We love skiing, mountain biking, fishing. I do a lot of hunting with my buddies. So I have a real passion for that type of stuff. And I try to do it whenever possible. It's tough because I love our business. I love our clients so much. So I'm really focused on that. And also the family, you know, so I'm definitely stretched for time. But whenever possible, I'm out there enjoying the great outdoors.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks so much, Jesse, for joining me today. This has been huge value for the listeners. I'm sure some people will want to listen to this one a couple of times. We have talked about website and stuff, but maybe if we could just go over that again for Calvert Homes, just so if people want to look you guys up. Yeah,
0: please follow us on Instagram at Calvert Home Mortgage. Our website is awesome, C-H-M-I-C dot C-A. And you can reach me by email, Jesse, J-E-S-S-E at CHMIC.ca. Our office number is great. We have a, another mission to always have our callers get treated by a real person who knows where to direct the call. So Joy usually handles that. And our phone number is 403
1: 249 Well, thanks again.
0: Yeah, thank you,
1: Corey. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Calgary Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peckford. I'm an investment-focused real estate agent. I also have a certification as a master home inspector. I'm currently partnering on a property flip in Calgary with Shirley Evans, who I consider to be a professional property flipper. Shirley has a wealth of real estate knowledge. We're gonna be offering Eventbrite meetups at the property. So if you're in the Calgary area, we'd love for you to stop by and check it out. If you'd like to reach out to me directly, my number is 587-893-2272. You can follow me on Instagram at peckfordcorey or check out my website, And that's just coreypeckford.com. Plus, you can also join our new Facebook group, Calgary Real Estate Investing Group. That's Craig for short.
0: This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.